Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Journey Through Sonship podcast. I am Brother Calvin Calhoun, and today we want to talk about being an accessory to unrighteousness. Being an accessory to unrighteousness. Our scripture will be coming from the book of Proverbs. Chapter 1, verse number 10, it says, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, Come with us, let us lay weight in blood, let us look privately, for the innocent without cause, let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole. As those thou, as those that go down into the pit, we shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not in thy way with them. Refrain thy foot from thy path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privately for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. In the natural sense, this makes pretty, pretty much, pretty, it's a pretty straightforward story. You know, these are people who uh, privately seek out, plot out how they're going to rob people. Okay? How their purpose for robbing people is to gain the spoils, the material wealth that those people have. And know what they need? They need as many people as they can to join them. Okay? And in joining them, they rob people. And everyone has what? One purse. Ultimately, to be honest with you, once they get this purse, the person who's the leader probably gets more than any of the other ones that did probably most of the work. But when we talk about being an accessory to unrighteousness, let's define first what an accessory to a crime is in the natural. It says this, an accessory to a crime is a person that knowingly aids another person. In committing a felony or if they help the person after the crime with the intent to shield the known felon from arrest, detention, trial, or punishment. Okay? So, when we talk about being an accessory to the crime, meaning this, you may not actually commit the crime, but if you actually participate in the crime um, at any phase of the crime, you're going to be charged as if you actually did the crime. You're an accessory. You helped out. So you may have not uh, robbed the bank with the gun. You may have not been the physical one to go in the bank with the gun and to take the money. But because you drove the getaway car, you're going to be held. Um, you're going to be charged at charged with armed robbery. Because you were an accessory to a crime. Well, who are accessories to unrighteousness? Mm-hmm. Do you know in a lot of backdoor secret things, I remember how you all of a sudden you see all these, especially churches, just popping up all over the place. You know, everybody seems to just follow, just have a church now. Uh, you know, people just uh, open up a church. A lot of these churches open up out of offense. Um, from a previous, they were connected to someone else, and so they, they got mad with them and then went and opened up their church. And then <laughs> there are some churches that come out of 
um, not moving with the grace of God. This is how we get so many of the denominations and institutions because there was this one piece of revelation. Then when God moved, some people didn't want to move, so they stayed right there. And then these people moved on, then they started, and then they didn't want to move with the next move of God. And this is how you get all the denominations and institutions. But when we talk about being an accessory to unrighteousness, we're talking about people who actively plot against the people of God. And I'm not even talking about the world. I'm talking about within the church. Mm. What do you mean? Well, there are people who, out of offense, out of offense, want to start their own church. Okay? And you know what? I, I, it's sad because I've actually seen people who've come out of slavery in the church. And what about slavery in the church? They serve people and they use service and servanthood as the title. And these people are basically slaves to these, these harlots, these people who call themselves leaders. But they're not leaders at all. They don't represent the Lord Jesus Christ. And they get people to give all their money, have them on the side of the street begging for money to bring into the church, ultimately to give it to the leader. The leader ain't out there, but they out there. I've seen that with my own eyes. It's very heartbreaking because that's tantamount to slavery. Well, what do these people do? These people get together in backdoor meetings and find a way of how they're going to build this church, right? They build this church. And these people come up with ways to get people by using the scriptures. Listen to me. This is the unrighteous part. Using the scriptures to get people to give them money. They use all the scriptures. I mean, just use them and, and just beat people over the head. Why they should give, why they should give, why they should give. All with the purpose of never truly even caring for the souls of people. And never ever really caring about the accuracy of their doctrine. Yeah, there are some mega churches that do this. Being very real, there's mega churches that do this. Well, all they want to do, they come up with a way to market the church to people. See, let me tell you something. To be a, you want to be a pastor or call yourself a pastor? That's the easy part. You want to build your church? That's the easy part. Get you a good model. Get you a good um, website. Get you a good um, uh, marketing plan. Heck, you can grow you a church. Cause someone will, someone will be captivated by the by the lights. Someone will be captivated by the building. Someone will be captivated by the music, and they'll be captivated by all the stuff that goes in. And guess what? Christ is not even there. But the people want to feel good. They want to. Be a part of something. And so these people come up with these plans and plots. All the while they're trying to what? Get your spoils. Get you to waste your spoils on them. While they are privately getting mansions and growing and, and getting all this material wealth. You're still broke, busted, disgusted. And you're trying to do what they say do. But you're the one that's looking for. See, that's why I say there's a lot of megachurches that do that. How in the world is the megachurch pastor just 
blowing through the roof, just having all this material wealth and the people are not growing with them. Is not that grace supposed to be um, brought down that the people can come up? I'm just trying, I'm just trying to understand. But yet, these people find a way to market the church to appeal to your flesh, to appeal to your soul, not to appeal to your spirit. Because they just want to bring people in. That's why you got so many people who, who end up immature, who end up with a, a false, a false understanding of who God is. In turn, a false understanding of what salvation is. In turn, a false understanding of what sound doctrine is. And that's because they got captivated in the trap. They got caught in their emotions. And so if you are a person that sides with, listen to, listen to everything I say, side with someone who's knowingly doing this, you're an accessory to unrighteousness. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says, though, though when the vilest of men exalt, are exalted, the wicked walk freely. The wicked walk freely when the vilest of men are exalted. So when we exalt unrighteousness we allow the wicked to walk freely and look let me tell you this if you are participating in this and you know something's wrong listen to me there's a lot of people who do a lot of administrative work in the church please hear me especially y'all do a lot of administrative work in the church and you see them numbers ain't looking right and you seeing money's being diverted from where it should be and you see how the people's stuff ain't going where it's supposed to go. If you knowingly know that. And you continue supporting the people who are doing this to the people of God. You are just as bad as the person that's actually doing it. And I'm going to back that up with scripture on the next episode. I'm doing three parts to this. How you can be an, an, an accessory to unrighteousness. Churches become such a business. And when you know something's wrong with them numbers, you know something's wrong with that money, you know someone's diverting that money. And that's the people's money. That's the money that's been given out of faith and out of love to support the ministry. And you know it's being, it's being diverted to other places. You're an accessory to unrighteousness. You're an accessory to unrighteousness. And you're going to be held just as guilty as the person that actually did it. So I urge you, if you know these things are going on, you need to come forward. Yeah. Clear your conscience. Get free from that. The Bible says what? If sinners entice thee, consent not. Someone tells you to, to modify some books or, hey, let's make it say this so that we can do this. Bible say don't do that. Don't do that. Because it's for it's for uh filthy lucre of money and it's for personal gain, and they're robbing the people of God. I'm telling you, God's gonna call you out. God sees everything. He sees everything, and I'm gonna promise you this: the devil will not share his glory with you neither. He's ultimately, he wants to defile the image of God. So he'll just wait. And then, guess what? When you don't want to say something, the enemy will go ahead and expose you himself. 
He'll get. He'll he'll do anything to defile the image of God. He'll do it. So I urge you, do not side with unrighteousness. This is what these three messages are all about. We got to take a stand for truth. We got to take a stand for righteousness. But when we become an accessory to unrighteousness, when we support unrighteousness, the punishment that the unrighteous actually get, we're going to receive the same. Because we became a stumbling block. We became a stumbling block for somebody else who really need to see the truth through us. So may God bless you till we meet again, meet again on part two of an accessory to unrighteousness on the Journey Through Sonship podcast.